0: Hello everyone, Harry here. I escaped my summer depression and the show is back off hiatus. This episode focuses a lot on our guest's toxic relationship with the iCarly fandom, and this does mean that we'll be talking around Dan Schneider's abuse allegations several times in the episode. Nothing super explicit is discussed. But we are definitely talking about how he sought a weird parasocial relationship with his teen and preteen fans online, and that how that is very disturbing. So I hope that is a uh, decent warning in advance. And uh, thank you for staying with the show. If you're still uh, downloading, it's very nice. Uh, also, our guest's audio is a little dicey, and I am sorry about that. I am I'm not an audio engineer, my dudes. But but anyway, enjoy. One, two, three, four. Okay, here it is. As um uh, uh, a ho- a holy holy man might say, uh, "Wake up, the members of of my nation! It is it is your time to be." I'm Harry. Welcome, to Mary Sue celebration. Uh, and you are. I am
1: unfortunately Becca and the intro will shortly make a lot of sense. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Sad more like rad um, because I was not very creative with my Twitter app. Um, and we will be telling the horrifying and endearing story of me at age 13 through 15. And my obsession with iCarly and the fandom.
0: Uh, I'm curious, uh, I, I, first of all, how you, I think it was, it's, I can guess how you discovered iCarly, but I'd yes. like that story and sort of what pulled you in and what led to you joining the fandom.
1: So to start with iCarly, we have to go even to Montana, which is really my introduction to fandom, um... I used to read IMDB, just curious about the actors, as a 10-year-old would. And I am not sure if you were aware, but there was a discussion board on every single actor and show movie. And there was a very active discussion board for Hannah Montana, where people would share fanfic and do roleplay. And I got so sucked
0: in. You're telling me that people did Hannah Montana roleplay in the IMDb comment section?
1: Absolutely. Oh, good. People would do these elaborate
0: fanfics, and I never wrote
1: fanfic on the message book. However, I would write them in my notebook. And I have a very strong memory of being 11 and being with my first couch. <laughs> Driving to our campsite and having them all read my fanfic, like as entertainment. Yeah. Kind so of, Hannah Montana kind of was. The-
0: it is. <laughs> it's, it's it's really cute. Uh, my sister Thank really you. liked Hannah Montana too, so I I I have seen many a episode.
1: I even have this memory of Hannah
0: Montana where
1: I guess someone went to one of the episodes and essentially leaked the script to all of us at the IMDB message boards and I wrote a fanfic based on that. And I went around and told all of my friends that I wrote this and I submitted it to the writers and they thought it was so good that they were going to make an episode. And they did because it was a leaked (laughs) script. And so I had this legacy of people believing that I created an episode of Hannah Montana.
0: That's so beautiful. Oh my goodness. It is.
1: And so that was sort of my gateway drug, if you will, into iCarly because a lot of people that I was friends with on that IMDb board mentioned how they liked iCarly because I was into Hannah Montana for Lillian Oliver shit. And Wall of if you will. They said that The Sam and Freddy ship was similar, but better. Like, oh, okay. So I started watching it. And that was also... It intersected when I started Tumblr. So it was this unholy merging.
0: Does that mean you were a really early adopter of Tumblr? Yes. What year? Okay,
1: so let me do the math here. So I graduated high school 2013. Mm -hmm. And I got my Tumblr in... So two thousand and
0: nine. Yeah. I I had yeah. the the fortune of uh being born in the exact year while I was in the grade of that year. So I would have been in ninth grade in two thousand and nine, so Yes. So <laughs> we in were ninth probably grade. in two thousand
1: eight. <laughs> yes. I joined Tumblr right around that time and that's my Tumblr was essentially for the first like two years, Jessica mix of iCarly fandom stuff and Blink-182. Oh my goodness. Which was so confusing for anyone that had the misfortune to follow me at the time.
0: Walk, walk us through that so that we can sort of like uh, create our mind palace of, yes. of sort of what the what your computer or device space was at this time.
1: Yes. So our computer was in the living room to ensure that my parents quote unquote knew what I was doing. There's no way. That they could ever understand what it was I was doing, um, and so I would just be in the living room writing fan fiction. And I remember I would like info dump on my name because no one else in my life that I knew would care, and I would just be talking about all the fandom drama we were into, and you know these fanfics I was reading and writing. And I remember she said, I am so glad that you are into iCarly because it's keeping your innocence. And she was so wrong (laughs) that it it really is so funny in retrospect that she assumed because it was a Nickelodeon show that it was just harmless fun Mm -hmm. when I have never been in a more destructive,
0: Fandom in my life. Oh my goodness! Um, it was awful. Ooh. Okay. do Do you want to talk about your your fic first, or do you want to dig into the the climate of the iCarly fandom? Because I'm very curious. I uh, I believe I've said many times on the show I was only connected to uh, shows where characters were like drawings. I was never part of an actor live action kind of fandom. Right. And And I wonder if it's different or if it's not different.
1: It is so different. As someone who is now only in her mid-twenties, starting to get into, you know, anime and Japanese video games, the difference is so wild to me because if you recall, like, Disney especially, and Nickelodeon, but mainly Disney, they would just, like, pump out their actors to do everything sing, dance, as much money as they could make, which yeah. really put them more
0: in an idol. Even Mitchell Musso, who can't sing, they made him make he an cannot. album. Why did they he... make him make an album?
1: Well, I bought it, so <laughs> that's why.
0: Good, good to know. Um, <laughs> I,
1: I was their target <laughs> Um And so it was very different because relationships, not only between the actors and the fans but the show creator so unfortunately we are going to have
0: to talk about dan schneider okay we're talking about dan yeah. schneider let let us yeah. in what do you want to say
1: so before he was infamous for his
0: fetish stuff he ran
1: blogs talking about each episode he was super active on twitter and would constantly respond and make blog posts for fans, doing lots of FAQ. He really soaked up the parasocial relationship, and that's, in my opinion, what fed the fandom to be as explosively toxic as it was, because not only were people getting quote-unquote evidence for shit through TV, but from the mouth of the creator, um, and it was so awful because it was just full of ritual and it was so many examples of like you hear the extremeness of like Harry Potter fandom peak where people would be doxed and it was like that at that level but for iCarly the oh Nickelodeon goodness. Television Show.
0: Do you have like a specific memory of something that like Dan uh, like tweeted or or DM someone that sort of like created a drama?
1: Yeah. So I remember he used to tweet at me a few times, um, which at the time I was like fourteen, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is great." And now as a twenty six year old, Ah, uh, yeah, ah, yeah, but. He would make these tweets about um, how Sam and Freddie had this really great dynamic and how this was sort of the first time he had taken fan input to their relationship. And he would say things like that, and it would just make us all assume, like, oh, Sam and Freddie are going to be canon, and this is what's going to happen. Right. And so people would have these long meta posts in which they, like, quoted Dan Schneider and was like, see, here's the evidence. Um, And for those unfamiliar with the finale, Sam and Freddie did not end up together. Um, Big rip. (laughs) It was a big rip. Um, They did have a weird story arc where they were together that lasted about six episodes. It was not, um, it was an open-ended no one got together in the end. There is actually, and to this day, I still think it is me, um, a character that is in one of the episodes that I am 90% sure is based on me. Oh my God. And Describe that sound-
0: <laughs> Or them. So
1: <laughs> it was an episode called, I Start a Fan War.
0: I Start a Fan I- War?
1: Yes. It was about, it was a very meta episode. It was about the fan wars that started online so it's very interesting to see Nickelodeon out of all all mainstream networks decide to break the fourth wall that because the episode was quite literally like word for word quotes from the fan wars that would actually
0: happen oh my god
1: (laughs) yeah and so there was a character
0: Oh, sorry, I'm not surprised iCarly was like an o- uh, early adopter of the terminally o- online fandom culture brand, but like you wouldn't see shows mentioning fan fiction or shipping, I would say, until like what, 2012, 2013, 2014. I remember, like, for example, Gravity Falls would reference shipping and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. think I heard the word fan fiction on a show until like maybe iCarly, if they do say the word fan fiction i don't think they did
1: but it was a huge i remember the promotion literally had things that said credi versus seti which were We're the fan terms like if you google i start a fan war you will literally see (laughs) images that were like the promo which was just referring back to these fan wars that were happening. And there was a character who was a very big Sam and Freddie shipper named Wavy Becca. Wavy Becca. Okay. What was she like? And she was, it was essentially just a throwaway character, but she was online and she was very much uh, for Sam and Freddie and had all of this evidence for them because her name was Becca obviously i was like oh so that's after me but i also was a very prevalent icarly fandom member like i was kind of known by name
0: were you you were a big name fan
1: i was a big name fan hell yeah i had a wiki page after me Ooh,
0: your own yeah. wiki page that's big <laughs> That's big, big when big. you're like 14. <laughs> i know i i had no idea what to do it was just so incredibly hard to grasp
1: the level of wall breaking in this children's show <laughs> like yeah so they had this whole episode which was just sort of a wink and nod to the online fans which i can't imagine being like seven watching I Curly and being Be like what is this <laughs> what is what is a seti i don't, I don't um, know it was it was truly crazy sort of reeling it back to the fan, which is called I See a Therapist, oh. which I would like to announce to the audience that present me, 26 year old Becca is a therapist. Like I have a master's degree. I am a,
0: You're a real therapist.
1: I am. So okay. the fact I wrote this
0: book when I was like 13 is insane. Oh, man. Well, let's 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 talk about like what what the fic was. I mean, I see a therapist is a pretty pretty obvious title, so I can guess what that's about. But sort of, what was the what the, what was the impetus that made you interested in writing a therapy story?
1: Oh, when I was thirteen,
0: I was in therapy. Hell yeah! Um,
1: because I had such severe anxiety and was just had no coping skills, you know. Don't
0: and I like remember,
1: that? yeah, it sure does. Middle school is hell. That's essentially how I ended up in therapy. And so I started writing this fanfic where Freddie goes to therapy. And so the OC is based on my childhood therapist, Deborah.
0: The OC is your therapist? Was your therapist at the time? Yes.
1: The the OC
0: was my therapist. Just a name or in general?
1: I think both in general. Obviously... Um, It's very interesting to look back at this fanfic and see the assumptions and liberties that I gave to this poor woman who was my therapist. Like, I gave her this, like, fleshed out backstory and personality when, in reality, she was, you know, kind of more of... I didn't know her. And I remember telling her, she was in her late 60s, telling her that I wrote a fanfic and she was, like, one of the main characters. And she was like, that's nice. Like, <laughs> clearly not understanding what that meant.
0: Now she's immortalized for That's I can't, I can't think of a better a better, a better memorial, honestly.
1: Truly. So this fic is essentially about how Freddie gets sent to therapy um, because his mother, if you recall from the Icarly series, mm. his mother was very overbearing and Mm -hmm. crazy, etc. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that was sort of my way in to the fix. His crazy mom thinks something's wrong with him. Let's send him to therapy.
0: Oh, great.
1: Correct. But.
0: (laughs) There's a but, right?
1: (laughs) There is a but. But the therapist realizes he's secretly in love with his best friend, Sam. The entire fanfic is about how the therapist, like, forces him to realize that. And it's like a matchmaker. <laughs> Which is so unethical. Yeah. I can't even like, truly really emphasize how unethical that is. What was the community response like? It is one of the, once again, I really don't want to seem like I am pumping that you You're just in.
0: telling the truth.
1: <laughs> I am. And it has almost 500 reviews. God damn. And it does. It was one of the most I'm actually going to go on the iCarly fan page. Yeah, please give us a and, live.
0: And filter what, like, by reviews Yeah, see. I, w- I want to know which number, which number numerical slot you're in. Yes. Oh, that's a, uh-huh. that's a meaty almost 19,000 words. That's pretty big. It was. It was pretty big. I mean, looking
1: at... Let's see. There are 11,000 fan pages here. So I would say the average review It's not letting me filter by reviews which is why fanfiction.net is because it has an awful filter system maybe so um, <laughs> but i would say the average review is anywhere from 50 to 75 almost 500 reviews is pretty substantial
0: 500 reviews for 14 chapters too like still mm-hmm. a ton it is
1: it's is still it's still pretty meaty and so to this day i think it's my most successful fanfiction never written which says so much it was very well receptive this fanfic is what landed me sort of the name as a big name fan. i was mentioned on like the icarly wiki page fan-made wiki page as like a popular fanfic writer it was shockingly well received and it makes me a bit nervous as to how the people who read it back then are doing today because it is not very good in
0: retrospect. Yeah, but they were probably also kids.
1: True. I mean, there was actually quite a few adults. I remember there was a really big name fan who was in his, like, 40s. (laughs) And he had, like, children who were, like, five and six. So he would often be like, yeah, I couldn't watch the new episode right away. I had to put my kids to bed, but I'm watching now. We were all like, that makes sense. And... He was actually, like, really smart, too. I mean, in retrospect, like, he was an adult. So, yes, his takes would be a bit more mature than my takes. But he was, I would think, one of the older. I would say the average, at least, self-disclosed age was, like, 16 to 19 at the time. Somewhere around my age, like, but I was one of the very younger. Yeah. In mm. the message were the baby. I was a baby. Just giving a taste of this bit in the very first chapter. There is a joke in which the therapist starts yelling that she is going to molest Freddy to prove to Freddy the walls soundproof. So really uh oh yeah oh, which geez. she doesn't Oh, well, I mean, she doesn't. Yeah, it of course,
0: not. of course. But, Deborah, <laughs> Deborah, <laughs> what,
1: what kind of therapist are you? Um, a not a very good one. This whole thick is basically where she uses different modalities, modalities that my therapist used to be: play therapy and talk therapy and journaling, all of these different real techniques therapists use in which she manipulates into him realizing he's in love with
0: Sam. Oh, God.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. And the OC, Deborah, she has a relationship with her husband that is an homage to Sam and Sophie, if you will. It's a very much, uh, if you remember, um, hey, Arnold, how, like, his grandparents were basically, like, Helga and Arnold, but older. It was mm-hmm. essentially that.
0: Um, this is a lot of unethical therapy, man. Um, it <laughs> if, is. If if you were Freddie Benson's therapist, what would you do? <laughs> I'm not a therapist, but I'd tell him, "His mom's. You might want to. You might want to like, get out of there." Right. <laughs> um, if
1: I was his therapist now, huh? I mean, I would probably end up filing for child protective services based on his mother's behavior. Uh, um, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. like a few jokes in the series where she like had him implanted with a chip, and you know all of these like "haha, she's crazy" lines. But yeah. in actuality,
0: that's pretty I, abusive. I get you. I get you. Um, my my mom didn't let me outside, and would speak pretty longly longingly of being able to have something to track me once I went when I went to college. So I get it. <laughs> that was I, most of my counseling was like, your mom's whack, dude. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> Freddie Kin over here.
1: <laughs> Freddie Kin, meanwhile, I was, I ended up becoming my OC. Oh, no. In the sense
0: that I became a child. But you wouldn't manipulate a child because you are, I would assume, a good therapist.
1: I mean, I hope so. I would hope, I would never manipulate a child um
0: yeah <laughs> I, I, I hope most people would say this thing
1: <laughs> especially not manipulate the to into like an abusive relationship because that's what sam and freddie were it was one of those famous love hate relationships in which she would just like consistently like make fun of him and punch him and we're like oh, she does it because she's in love with him and i remember how Again, the parasocial relationship. The actors would always go on like live streams and take questions from fans. And I remember Nathan Press, who plays Freddie, he would do live streams and he constantly would be like, I'm not a SETI fan because I think it's an abusive relationship. And we would get so pissed. Oh my God. We would like spam his chat, like, actually, it's not. Actually, it's. And, like, give examples of how it's not. And this poor, like, 20-something-year-old actor would have to deal with all of these rabid fans. Uh, on that same vein, you had a lot of... I never did this because even as a 13-year-old, I'm like, this is weird. The people that would ship the actor in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that's the big difference between... Sort of the in-person fandom versus like video game or anime like people don't at least to my knowledge ship voice actors and if they do that is a side of the internet i've never seen and hope to never mm-hmm. see
0: i feel like the only thing i've ever seen is like people joking on about shipping characters that are voiced by people who are married and that's fine because i don't know that's just a joke and it's like they're married or whatever right
1: yeah, they're um, married and they aren't teenage actors yeah. on a
0: nickelodeon
1: show yeah so they have,
0: to do, they, have to, they have to be uh they're the um pardon the term american idols more in reference to the idol industry <laughs> and they, they have to they do, do everything do. and they're like i don't know it's it is about the weird parasocial relationship that children have with these other children slash 20 somethings so that they will buy Purse with iCarly on it.
1: <laughs> absolutely. In fact, Jeanette McCurdy, who since should be known as absolutely distanced herself from iCarly and there is a reboot being done, which I've heard is very good. I will not be watching, but she is not involved in it because she said that it was just so damaging to her being on that show. I don't blame her because she was harassed. Fans, because of that parasocial relationship, she would be forced to have these like FAQs on Twitter, and she would just be being of questions of like, Do you think Sam and Freddie are going to get together? These constant questions, and she would like post a photo of herself on Twitter because Instagram wasn't really a thing, me. and it would just be a bunch of people being like, Ooh, where is Nathan in this? You and Nathan make such a good couple. And she's like, man, I am 20 years old.
0: Ma'am, I'm 20 years old and that's just the guy I work with.
1: Literally. It's like having your co-worker who you sit next to, people like, bombarding your social media as being like, oh, when are you guys gonna get married?
0: Come on. Oh. Eric said that, that sits next to you every day. Come on.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and like, I don't blame her for being like, I am out. Like, this is awful. And... Now it's interesting because I haven't gone back to that it was in years, but I'm curious to know if the people that were on it, if it's like re
0: anything with the
1: new reboot, yeah, I would God. hope not.
0: I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, I understand hoping not, but I am I am curious. What I'm was- going to look it up. Was there uh, at least sort of like a portion of phantom backlash that was like, was there inter-fandom drama about being this way to the actors or not? Was it too early for that? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes, there definitely was.
1: And there was a lot of discourse within the fandom about certain fans being too far. There is this one user, and I think he was like Spider Pig Rod or something, and he would constantly, he was the one that would like dox Carly and Freddie fans. And would like, he was blocked by like all cast members on iCarly. Like he was absolutely unhinged and would always make those comments. Ooh, Nathan and Jeanette, you guys are looking really close. And it was to the point where on the forum I was, you were not even allowed to say his name almost like he was like the candy man like you cannot say his name we do not associate with that user it was pretty pretty intense
0: that does sound very intense this this does sound like a very unhealthy fandom environment I I, I, I definitely yeah. uh would very very casually and idly tune into iCarly if it was on TV so I can't can't imagine having to really keep track of all this stuff and also be in the drama. Can't imagine. Can you can you even like watch any of it anymore? I, I, I can't. Yeah, I have, I, I have that with some of my old TV show fandoms. Continue.
1: I cannot. And I actually wasn't even I didn't even finish the series. Mm-hmm. Um after the arc came out and it was made clear that they were not gonna address Sam and Freddie being together again after that. Arc, I, I completely lost in and- as still a lot of people. So did um, you
0: leave the fandom or did you continue doing fan works and Tumblr stuff?
1: I left the fandom, but it wasn't, I didn't make an exit.
0: It was more of a slow,
1: a slow disinterest. And at that point, I had become even more interested in Tumblr. So it was more so other interests started to evolve. I think at that time, I think I Carly... I think iCarly was replaced by Supernatural, for better or
0: for worse. better or for worse, indeed. That was, Supernatural was exactly the real person fic I was going to give an example to, because people yep. who didn't like incest liked to ship the actors that played them as a backdoor.
1: Correct. <laughs>
0: Which was <And> a lot.
1: <laughs> it was. And so it was like this, you know it's bad when I entered the Supernatural fandom, and I'm like, oh, wow. This is really nice. This is
0: not toxic at all in comparison.
1: (laughs) This is great. This is how you guys live? Wow, I have been in hell. And so I think just progress and the marching of time has made Icarly slowly drift to the back recesses of my mind. Um, But I was a very... um, For a hot second, Jeanette McCurdy, who plays Sam... Had a music career, as did all of them. They were forced, I presume. No. Um, and she did these like concerts at malls. She did a concert at a mall semi near me. It was like a two hour drive. And of course, I begged him to drive me to said two hours concert. away mall. This was like right at this monumental episode was semi leaked online, where it was the episode where like, Sam and Freddie became canon, and this is a this was a super hush hush episode. Only a few people who had connections to like Nickelodeon Studios, because that's how extreme the fandom was, knew about it. And what so form? I,
0: yeah, sorry. What form would the leaks take? I know you mentioned a script earlier, but. I'm just curious about leaks in this era.
1: So if I do believe you had to sign an NDA to even go to the screening of
0: this episode.
1: Every episode of Nickelodeon and Disney series were filmed in front of a live audience. I didn't know that.
0: I thought they pumped a live track in. Damn.
1: They definitely did. (laughs) I think it was like, you know, they probably would mute the audience, but people went and saw the filming. This episode in particular there is, I believe, like an NDA, you know, is very not suspicious at all, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if it was just an episode about like, we're gonna start making smoothies and sell them, like, you wouldn't need an NDA. That started sort of the rumor of like, oh, this episode for some reason is really secretive. Like, maybe there's something going on. Because at this point, the parasocial relationship between Dan Schneider and all of these fans was at full force. Mm. He was constantly making these little comments on Twitter about, like, people would ask, like, are Sam and Freddie gonna get together? And he would just give a winky face emoji <sighs> in response. Um, and a lot of, like, you'll see, dot, dot, dot. Mm. Um, and then a lot of these leaks came from people who would, like, gower the web for TV listings. Some people had, like, access to every tv guide and would scour them for months ahead and that's how the leak happened is the name of the episode was leaked because someone found an online tv
0: guide in the deep recesses of the internet that's very powerful we're reeling back you're at the mall at jeanette mccurdy's Mm -hmm. uh, mall concert what's going on how is it
1: it is filled with children Mm -hmm. at this point 14 And I made my own T-shirt with bubble paint, fabric paint, in which I listed every Sam and Freddy-based episode on the back. And at the very bottom was the name of the secret episode. And the concert, it was a Nickelodeon star being forced to do country music. It was not very good. But there was a meet and greet. I remember lining up, so excited for this meet and greet. I was in my peak emo phase. So my hair was just flat iron to hell. I remember I was sweating through the purple t-shirt because Sam and Freddie's official ship color was purple. Obviously. I get to Jeanette McCurdy and I'm like, hi, do you like my shirt? And at the first, I think on the first half, it said Sam and Freddie forever. And then I turned around and I showed the list of the episodes. And she was like, how did you know about that episode? Oh my God. She was like, wait, 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 wait. That hasn't been announced yet, has it? She's like, how did you know? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm online. She's like, wow, okay. Like, she was very taken aback. And, of course, my little 14-year-old self went immediately back online and did an entire oh. recap just proving that this episode was going to happen. It was not a fake leak sure enough it came out that is also i think what also lifted me into the name of big name fan because i was seen as someone who
0: had these insider tapes that's right you got those insider uh, takes from the mall concert
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and and
1: i remember a few other people tried to do what i did um but i think so i'm from boston and Boston was like one of the first places that she went and tour. And so like, you know, people who lived in like Alabama or whatever were do the same thing I did. And she would be like, Oh yeah. I've had a few people tell me like a complete flat affect of like, Oh yeah,
0: okay. Yeah. Um somebody already broke the news. <laughs> the
1: exactly. It was cooler. <laughs> the name of the episode was I O M G.
0: Do you have a picture I, of the
1: shirt? I do. Somewhere I will uh, send it to you once Please I find it. I think man. I actually my um because it's just it's truly a a legendary shirt from that time and it really encapsulates this idea of just being so entrenched in this like the fandom where you were just following wherever the leaks went, and you would, people would go above and beyond, like I did, to get info to prove that their ship would be canon. Damn.
0: That's,
1: yeah, that's a lot. Recently, I even went. So Dan Schneider had a blog, which has since been hasn't been updated for many, many, many years, as it should be because. He is a gross man. But I'm just looking back and how there were no boundaries between the fans and Dan Schneider, the creator. And even looking now, because I recently looked at his Twitter now, and it's just really sad because it's just him like constantly trying to like reach out to the old stars of his show. Like, because he also did all that and... um Keenan and Kel and like once in a while he'll just tweet at Keenan being like love to see you on SNL buddy and like no interactions and he has since been completely knocked off the face of the earth like I know that this new reboot of iCarly he is not involved in he has no say in it I know that Nickelodeon like hired him a few years back and so it's it's dark. Yeah. It's wonder, a very dark
0: fandom. I, I look back. I, I, I gotta wonder like what where Nickelodeon's line was because I um I have to dig back into it. But I remember um, one of the older people in like the Danny Phantom fandom uh, was like explaining to everyone like in like recent day Tumblr about how like Butch was very involved in fan forums and he would like talk about ships and he would be like true fans only ship canon ships and stuff like that um, so it just seems Which... like for some reason these people were too involved online
1: yes and I mean <laughs> Bush Hartman is his own
0: uh, like... oh, yeah, I'm gonna probably try to do a <laughs> rabbit hole if I can find uh, oh. I would love to cover some of his forum days if there's still evidence I... of it
1: I mean, I would be. That is a good deep dive. I mean, Butch Hartman is its own, its own monster, oh, right? Like Butch nightmare. Hartman is a nightmare. And at least I will say, Butch Hartman, his main crime is being an egotistical dick. Oh, and yes. Dan Schneider's crimes are totally different. Potentially, yeah. way worse. That's fair. um, you know, Butch Hartman. It's interesting because it almost makes me wonder if the producers and executives at Nickelodeon who were like maybe that span from like 2007 to 2014 were really, really pushing the sort of parasocial relationship between creators and fans to really boost the ratings because the ratings sure were boosted for Ray Carly, especially the um, sort of shipping-based episodes I used to get so excited as a child when these, I remember when the IOMG tr- released and I got so excited that I threw off. <laughs> oh my God. It, it was so all encompassing. And having this creator of this show be behind these fans and retweeting them being like, I'm so ex-, Like, I think I even said like on Twitter, like, omg at dan wharf like i'm so excited i threw up and he would like retweet me <laughs> like it just was like, so hell yeah, you did. <laughs> hell yeah you did you teenager um why don't you tweet me some photos of
0: your feet uh. <laughs> i know it was you know the Every red flag just like yeah very uh, this this whole situation just looking back on it is very scary Oof.
1: very scary very dark and i have nothing but pride me being like i do not care how much money you give me i am not going back on that set (laughs) like i don't care if the best people in the world are making this which from what it seems like um i believe her name is chelsea she is like really active in social justice twitter like She was one of the very first people ever to harass Shane Dawson for his blackface. Like, she is amazing. And she is the creator of the reboot. Like, there is no one better for this reboot. But I think that the dark shadow of iCarly will always follow it, even especially the cast. And I think Jeanette McCurdy got the worst of it. I think that Sam and Freddie were much more close to the ship. So... Miranda Cosgrove just kind of got away with being a meme and she just got the absolute worst end of the fandom. And I think Nathan Crest did too, but he's a man. So like, he's like a het, very Christian. He's very born again Christian Fine. with like two kids. Um, So I think it's less devastating to be in that forced parasocial because I do not think that this, these four actors did this on their own because they wanted to. It seemed like this was an executive decision, like the actors were forced into this. And, you know, as soon as they could jump ship, a lot of... And understandably so. And so, Janemma McCurdy, if you're listening, I am sorry I showed up to your concert in in a purple t-shirt forcing you to deal with my fandom
0: shenanigans. (laughs) to never heard you if you're listening to my podcast your door's open <laughs> or or if you never want to do anything else the door is also open
1: correct <laughs> you know whatever you want to do i support you wholeheartedly
0: absolutely Ooh, yeah. i don't i don't know where to put us now because i was like do your retrospective but that is a very good sort of post-mortem on your time in the iCarly fandom yeah that you handed out for free without me even asking what was sort of, can we get some Hall of Fame weird moments that that happened to you online?
1: Absolutely. So some of the more, I'd say a lot of the fan wars really, really were the weirdest of the weird because it was this huge. And so I would come at these people with like these long meta analysis of how Sam and Freddie were supposed to be together and how. Dan Schneider himself has confirmed it in these very vague tweets. And, you know, I think as I am older and I am now into more queer ships, does not happen because no queer ships, for the most part, will become canon, right? Like, I don't have to deal with that sort of like fan war aspect anymore. There was a very weird moment for me back when I was sort of starting my Tumblr, there was this like Blink 182 fan blog I liked and they followed me back and I was so excited. And I think I like reblogged like a picture of Spencer from iCarly and the blog unfollowed me and made a post like, iCarly is stupid. And I was so <laughs> upset. No. I got so upset. I remember too, I was in high school physics at the peak of my iCarly phase, fanaticism, if you will. Mm -hmm. And the physics teacher started going off about how iCarly was the stupidest, like, no reason, was, like, (laughs) the stupidest show he had ever seen and how his, like, stepdaughter forced him to watch it with him. And I just started crying in class and had to go to the bathroom because I was so upset. I'm
0: so sorry. That sounds terrible. Damn. Uh,
1: And I think the moment of no return for me in the fandom was in my English class in 10th grade we had an assignment it was for uh, To Kill a Mockingbird which was a book at that point I had read like four times I really loved it Um, in which we could do whatever we wanted for that like it was like full creativity whatever you want you can make a you know some of the ideas were like you can make a preview for the movie you can do like a photo album, like total, one of those like free-for-all English projects. And I made a trailer for To Kill a Mockingbird, the movie, using only clips from iCarly. And I presented it to my entire class.
0: You presented it to your class? Yep. And?
1: It was silent. No! <laughs> you could hear a pin drop while this, bi- this MV I made of um, the trailer for To Kill a Mockingbird played while well, just random clips from iCarly were just across the screen. And I was so proud of myself. And you know what? I still am. I am right. so proud that I had the courage to do that. Did you um, do any
0: other video projects sort of with iCarly?
1: Of course. Oh, I deleted okay. most of them. Boo. Um, I know. But there <laughs> was understand. one that thought... I think it got almost 100,000 views. And it was, I love the way you lie, but an MV for Sam and Freddie.
0: I don't even think there's like any part of that show that could be that dramatic. Did you have to like change all the color palettes?
1: I did. And it worked. And I remember it took me a good like three weeks to finish it. Because I had to, every line I used a different clip. And Eminem has a lot of lines because he's a rapper and so it was so labor intensive and it ended up on like people would comment like how did i get here like it ended up on a youtube algorithm and that's how it got a lot of views and that's when i ended up deleting it because people were like what this is so cringe and i'm like
0: it is cringe
1: and i deleted it
0: (laughs) good night everybody i'm playing the plug no, no, no more Eminem Sam Freddy. God I can't imagine being like having like a fandom's wide spotlight on yourself at such a very young age. I didn't I didn't get like the most attention for my forty Kingdom Hearts picks. They were just they just existed. Was that like stressful? Did you like have any feelings about that?
1: I definitely was stressed, hence why I think I threw up a lot yeah. whenever there was a new trailer because of the anxiety that would the the excitement mixed with like pure fear at this release because that meant there's going to be this brand new wave of fandom drama. And I think I think that there was this level of everyone was sort of watching what I posted because there is a chance that it could make it on like the wiki board or even like this idea that I had to be careful what I tweeted because Dan
0: Schneider himself could be looking at. Hey, did anybody ever try to debunk that you said that you, you, you technically wrote an episode?
1: For Hannah Montana?
0: Yes. Did anyone find so, out about that?
1: It's funny you say that because the person that I told my best friend at the time that, like, oh, this happened. And she was like, okay, whatever. And then the episode aired and she was like, oh my God, you weren't lying. Oh my God. And then, like we fell out because we were in middle school and she has since tragically passed away but once in a while i'm like does she die truly thinking that i made an episode of hannah montana
0: there's there's no way i could respond to that i know <laughs> it's, it that's, that's those are some powerful words thank you <laughs> Thank you for you are your so service. <laughs> no, one, I, no, no one is braver than 13-year-olds on fanfiction.net.
1: Fortunately, I never said the lie online. It was only to people I knew <sighs> in real life. That's
0: that's That's so good. <laughs>
1: who had no understanding of fandom yet.
0: Yet. <laughs>
1: and the people that now, who would know about it, that I told, you know, you don't want to, like, Message someone you went to middle school with in your 20s, being like, Hey, I, I wanted lie. to let you know you're a liar. <laughs> I was, I very much knew my audience and was careful because, you know, if I said it online, people would obviously be able to tell. My online life and my IRL life never crossed. Paths until i'd say tumblr days or i would say the peak of my iCarly phase where people i had a twitter that i would do fandom stuff on and people i knew would follow that too because i didn't there was no way for me to think that hey maybe i should have a separate twitter for people in my real life because i was 13
0: just just a lot of thoughts this is this is a lot to sit with This sounds like a a a real time. It was. It was the darkest timeline. Is there? Is there? Can we get? Can we get a a a true scrap of wholesome positivity? Did you? Do you have a good iCarly fandom memory?
1: I do. It was just. It was very much like a family, which you could take as a bad thing, but I think that it provided a lot of comfort for people. Just how close knit, because it was the iCarly thing, right? Like it wasn't the Naruto fandom, or Kingdom Hearts. If you wrote something, people would read it. Even looking at the end of my epilogue, um, my little writer's notes, I said, anyways, I just wanted to say I love all of you. Even though you guys don't know it, you have helped me through all the bad times in my life. All of them. All of them. um, When I first started the story, I was going through a really bad break. I was so upset every day. It was horrible. All of a sudden, I was getting these reviews, and they would make me smile, and they can feel good about it. Whenever I was feeling sad or upset, don't do this. I'll look at the reviews and smile. Honestly, I think all of you is my best friend. Lame, I know. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, I love you. Enough with the emotional, fluffy chiz. I wanna with the last chapter ever. So, I think that sums up the good and great parts of this fandom, was it was so close knit that when there was drama there was a lot of it but when there wasn't it was so comforting to have sort of these people that you thought of as really close friends that you could just come home to every day you know i still part of me misses it you know but i just checked the forum that i was on called bickering sidekicks has is no longer exists oh no so, goodbye
0: goodbye everything's gone it, and they say the internet's it, forever but maybe it isn't maybe it isn't and maybe that's how it should be were there any people who were like trying to be iCarly youtubers were there were people like i'm reviewing the episodes i'm 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 vlogging my 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 study theories
1: there was one and it was who would make these reviews and people would never watch them but besides that there were a lot of mvs you were very very well done and these um who got like really famous for just how talented they were. And they did other stuff and other shows. And, you know, I think that another thing about this fandom was that there were so many talented people in it that, you know, you had really incredible fan fiction writers for the show and really incredible like meta analysis people. And you had these people that would, you know, be so talented at like investigations and social media and being able to put things together and it was just a very strange <laughs> collection of talent that really made the fandom what it was
0: so a salute to the all of the soldiers in the iCarly war the
1: iCarly fan war
0: the, they were there we oh. were i wasn't
1: you weren't <laughs> but i sure was <laughs> that,
0: that's that's right respect respect the troops <laughs> but only well, only the iCarly troops
1: only the iCarly troops yeah, a lot the of victorious ones get out of here yeah
0: leave if if you watched Sam and Cat, you gotta leave you gotta leave right now <laughs> I don't I don't even know what that says I dev I didn't watch that one um so I did not sort of, that was I was I had aged out of watching Nickelodeon probably well I watch the cartoon still, but the live action stuff I was like, mm, "That's embarrassing."
1: <laughs> yeah, same here. Um, no one watched that, and there was this feeling of, uh, with Victorious, that Dan Schneider was caring more about Victorious.
0: That really that puts us in a good spot. We've we've reflected. We've we've to- we've shared the secrets. Since I guess I probably wouldn't ask my normal OC questions about Dembra. <laughs> because she is a real person that now lives in florida <laughs> oh, that's good for deborah um good for deborah. and she and she the real person hopefully didn't didn't uh, manipulate a teenager into to getting in a relationship with a girl who is very mean to him <laughs> i sure hope not i i would say it's very likely she did not do this <laughs> correct that's that's a plus do you have yes. any any nice takeaways? I thought I it was very sweet to hear sort of the that that the positive sound up Did you watch the fucking four hour video on iCarly that that guy did?
1: No, because I know my opinions, they're, they're... <laughs> and you don't
0: want to hear anyone else's. Correct. <laughs> it's it's time for your four hour video on iCarly.
1: Correct. And it's it's one of those things where if I have such a hyper fixation on something, I literally can listen to people. On it because I will go insane. I have not, but I'm sure that he made wonderful points. I'm sure, and
0: funny. that was how I found that. out there was an episode where there were possums. Yeah, there was a possum episode, there was a possum and episode. I, you uh, can mostly forget that the rest of the episode was really racist and sucked. But there, because there was a possum. Yeah.
1: And one fun fact that I will share with you all: if you remember, there was something that peaked which super so, fat phobic in retrospect. Something respect. called they were what? Fat cakes. Okay. In which Sam was obsessed with. They were like these marshmallow treats that she would eat by like the 50s, right? Like she was obsessed with them. And they do exist and they are snowball. Oh. And I would always go to our corner store and before every episode would get like three things of snowballs to eat. And spaghetti tacos actually slap
0: that's really cute honestly
1: yep and my very first webcam i ever
0: owned was an thing, but, it was uh, the iCarly one yep oh yeah did you have any other cool merch did you have the ds games
1: i did not have the ds games but they had if you remember like whenever they were doing their live stream or whatever you, their internet show they had like a sound effects remote and i got that I cop that from Toys R Us Basically, all of, I had that, and the iCarly webcam were my main to everything else. I had a few t-shirts, but everything else I essentially made it. Like, I remember during the I Start a Fan War, the people who shipped Sam and Freddy had, like, this paddle, which now that I'm talking about it, was this an homage to Yowie paddles? I hope not. The Seti paddle. Steady paddles. Um let me send it to you right you almost,
0: now. I can't believe you almost didn't tell me that. <laughs> I can't believe I tried to throw you out of this moving vehicle before I parked. Continue.
1: And you had these paddles that you could create. Let me see. Yes, okay. I'm going to send you the image now.
0: I wasn't expecting <laughs> that I wasn't expecting them to be shaped this way.
1: They so they encouraged us they being dan schneider and the icarly website to print out your own and like gave us instructions on how to make one so i made my own salmon freddy paddle with cardboard and printer paper
0: i don't have any this is amazing thank you (laughs) You So well did you join in on any other was there a lot of this viral marketing especially since like dan schneider was like terminally online and terminally involved in the fandom
1: there was. There was quite a bit of... So the actual iCarly website would be updated frequently with, like, any web clips, almost as if, like, the web series they made on the show was real that you could only get if you're on the iCarly website because who else would go on that website besides and terminally online fans? They had a lot of those moments and videos. And that was also where, like, the weird stuff was like you had a lot of like beat jokes on that it was it was a very very bad time to be online
0: that was that was the the online was was the one where spencer hits the guy with a stop sign right yes yes pretty classic (laughs) oh
1: i am also going to share this um the i started fan war was leaked because the role for wavy becca was leaked and as you said, 16 year old female fan of iCarly. Um, Freddie and Sam would make a great couple. He thinks Freddie is hot. And if that was not just me online, I don't know what. And I will leave you with one of my fan oh,
0: a nice crossover a crossover. Oh, my goodness. Uh, le- oh, that's an interesting font. Let me see if I can read that. Yo, Jake, you here? I start a fan war in less than two weeks. Haha, ha, what dude. No way, team SETI all the way, bro. Totally, dude. Totally. Thank you. And the adventure time characters are, are telling us uh that they ship SETI. That's beautiful. They do. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh. uh we'll leave you we'll we'll leave you with that. That's right. Finn and Jake were huge members of the iCarly fandom and they did they did ship SETI.
1: They did. One, two, three, four.
0: Hey everyone, this is our ending for today. Uh, I'm here to tell you all the things you love to hear. Our opening theme is by at Twinkle Parks on Twitter, and you can check out more of her music at popspirit.net. Our website is Marysoupod.com, and thanks as always to Jilly for designing it. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Sue Celebration, though we're more likely to be on Twitter. Uh, you can donate to us on koficom slash Y2K Detective. That's right, I changed my Kofi name to Rebrand with my YouTube, which you can check out me doing weird deep dives on that YouTube if you really wanna. If you need anything else, our email is hikarikeybladeprincess@yahoo.com. at yahoo.com. Thanks again!